Welcome to Axel Breakdown. On today's episode, we're talking about Spyderco knives with the owner of Spyderco, Eric Lesser. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Tactical Breakdown Podcast on the Islet Network. Your number one resource for law enforcement training. Here is your host, Adam Kanakin. All right, we're back with a special episode here on Tactical Breakdown. This, uh, this episode and a handful of others that we're going to be putting out here very shortly are from my time at SHOT Show 2022 in Las Vegas. This was my first time attending SHOT Show. Uh, it was a little bit smaller than usual, obviously, just kind of ramping back up from the pandemic, but it was an excellent time. I had a whole bunch of fun, and uh, I also had the opportunity to sit down and talk with some of the best in the business and uh, understand a little bit more about the, the companies that support law enforcement and the military the companies that are putting out and at the tip of the spear of product development and innovation. And uh, one company that I knew I had to sit down and speak with was Spyderco. It's a knife that I've carried for a very long time. Uh, it definitely goes into the uh, EDC cycle. Uh, whenever I pull something out, I grab it off the table and I'm always confident when I grab my Spyderco knife that I am going to make sure that I have one of the most reliable knives in the market. So I was excited to sit down with Eric Glesser. Eric is actually the son of Sal and Gail Glesser, who were the founders of Spyderco. Um, and we dive into this conversation and Eric gives his background, but since his ability to take over the company and, and the direction that they're taking, why Spyderco is, who they are, the, the quality and the performance that goes into each and every one of their knives. And we also talk about the Thin Blue Line series that Spyderco has developed, which obviously supports the men and women of law enforcement. And so really excited to share this brief conversation I had with Eric. And um, let's jump right into it. Here we go. Hey, everyone. Adam Kanakin here. I'm sitting at SHOT Show 2022 with one of the owners of Spyderco, Eric Glesser. And uh, everybody who attended ILET knows that we reached out and said, hey, what companies do you want us to, to speak with? And because you guys use the product all the time and you trust it. Spider Call was definitely one of those products, and uh, just honor you took the time, brother. I really oh, appreciate it. I'm honored it. that people are into our product and they want to hear from us. So, thank you very much. Listen, I've been carrying Spider Co for a long time, um, and uh, I think the reason is, and a lot of people that follow ILET know, especially when it comes to training, it's about quality training first, actionable, relevant training. When it comes to products that we use and equipment, we have to take that same approach. It has it has to perform well. It has to be usable. And, and I think that's where Spyderco really made its name was that it may not be the prettiest thing on the shelf, but you know that when you pick it up and you wear it, that you never have to worry about the knife that you have. That's and, the hope. And so um, first and foremost, I just want to appreciate what you guys do in creating tools for the law enforcement military community. I think ah, it's thank phenomenal. You. Thank you. Um, but I want to dive in a bit about the backstory of Spyderco. Um, your parents founded the company. Yep. Founded it back in 1976. Um, actually founded it while living in a bread truck, uh, traveling around the country, had some clever ideas for some inventions. First was a sharpener, uh, started building that in the campgrounds himself. Uh, they set up a little drill press on the, the table benches and started making sharpeners. And 1981 got a clever, clever idea for a pocket knife and ran with it. And here we are 46 years later. Yeah. Um, performance is certainly one of our, our mainstays though. Our tagline is Spyderco, reliable high performance. And so 
you know, when a decision comes up, if a product we're developing that we're working on, uh, it, it's easy to come up with what we want to do because we're performance-based. We typically start up here and, and try to stay up there. Um, and so, um, yeah, everything we make is going to try to use some of the best materials. We try to work with some of the best designers, uh, locks, uh, try to make them reliable, try to make things ease for carry. Um, and, and yeah, we work very hard on, on making that a product you can, you can rely on. Yeah, I, I find it interesting. You guys, I think out of the whole industry, you guys put out new models of knives and new types of knives all the time. Like you're changing things up consistently. Yeah. And, and what's the reason behind that? Is it just because like, hey, like new idea came in or like, hey, this was feedback that we've gotten. Like what drives the innovation that we see in the knives that you guys put out? Well, and then a few things. One, the knife market's big. You know, and so whether you're looking for a little knife, a big knife, uh, this application or that application, uh, what we do is we solve problems. And when the knife market's as big as it is, there's plenty of problems to solve. Uh, the other thing we do is CQI, constant quality improvement. Um, there is always something to improve on a knife, whether it's the lock engagements, self-closes, materials, um, always something. And so, yeah, we're pushing that hard. Um, before the pandemic hit, we were coming out with brand new product every month. Um, retooled, brand new product and rolling towards the future. Uh, since the pandemic hit, uh, supply chains have been a little bit harder. A little, a little uh, <laughs> we're still coming out with brand new product regularly, but the demand has been pretty good for us in, in our market. Um, I think that that stands behind the knife that we sell. Um, most of our product is sold online by far. And so when you buy a knife online or anything online, you want to have some faith that it's going to work. And so a lot of people gravitate towards a company that they have confidence in that purchase. And, and Spyderco has done that, done that fairly well. So that when you do buy a Spyderco, even if sight unseen, you have faith that you're going to get something that, that you're looking for that's going to work. Yeah, so. that was that's always the funniest thing to me where someone's like, I ordered a new knife online. I'm like, well, what'd you order? They're like, well, I don't know. I got this deal. I'm like, yeah, but what'd you order? And, yeah. And it's generic brand A or, or whatever it is. And you're like, there's a lot of smart people online too. You start doing there's some great, reviews and there's everything. There's some great marketing oh, that's done. Um, you learn so much. So, uh, and this is a, a part of my background that a lot of people, definitely our eye like me, have no idea about. Uh, my uncle actually made knives for a living. Um, and so when I was very young, I, I started making kitchen knives and things like that in a, in a trailer um, and like eight, nine, 10 years old. And so I got my hands in on, on creating knives from a very early age, designing knives. And, um, and I've always been involved in Filipino martial arts. So me and knives are like, kind of like, it's like, uh, you know, peanut butter and jelly. Like I just, I love, I always have one with me. I told you earlier before we went live here, um, I feel like naked cause I was walking around cause I flew in, didn't check any luggage. So I couldn't have one on me. So, um, I'll hopefully rectify that after this, but we will, um, one of the things about knives that's so crucial is you find one that works for you. One knife isn't gonna be the end all and be all for everybody. Just like we say for training, there's no one size fits all in training, yeah. right? You, you may see a knife that a fellow officer or somebody else is carrying or a trainer that you respect is carrying. Yeah. You have to ask why they're carrying that. What are the reasons they have it? There's so many different knife options from rescue type blades to serrated to straight edge. Um, and different types and, and um, shapes of those blades, but they're all designed for a very specific purpose. Yes. And you need to know what you're using it for. And it's not just, oh, hey, this looks cool. 
it's, well, if you're going to carry it, why are you carrying it? And then is the knife that you're carrying going to do the job that you want it to do? Yeah, we're in very much the same boat. I mean, we don't draw pretty pictures around here of knives. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're, you know, we're making our designs and we're, we're catering for the development of the product and, and to perform like you need to. And just like you said, different sizes and shapes and all different types of applications. You know, it, it, for a law enforcement officer or a rescue personnel, you know, something like a tip is a big deal. You know, if they're scraping with that tip, if they're prying with that tip or what they're doing with it. And a lot of knives get abused. You know, I, you know, I'd love to say everybody resharpens it every time they uses it or use it and, and they clean it and they oil it and they, you know, they treat it like a baby. But, but knives just aren't in that world, especially in, in, in some of these, these applications. And so, yeah, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. Um, I'm just looking at the table, you know, from a, a sheep's foot rescue um, to, to something with a, a stronger, stouter tip. But that's a big difference in knife um, and for a totally different applications. And so, yeah, it's a, a wide variety. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, for me, I, I break more tips off of knives than I care to admit because I use it as an everyday tool, right? Like it's, I'm not the person here. I, I also have a hard time. Like it's, it, I'm, I get so conflicted because I'll, I'll, I'm like, this knife is awesome. I know it's going to be awesome, but I'm also like, I'm going to spend the money on it and I'm going to break it in like, in like three months. But it's kind of like that. I know it's going to work for me when I need it, though. And it's I think that's the difference. And, you know, a lot of people complain about prices of knives like, well, I'm not going to spend that on a knife. But but really, unless you're a complete idiot like me and just abuse the crap out of it, if you take good care of a knife like this, it could last you 10, 20 years easily. Yeah, I think they're certainly worth the value uh, when you dive into knives. Yeah, you can buy very expensive knives and very cheap knives. Um, and, and how far into that are you going to go and what type of performance are you going to look for? I remember somebody asked me once, is an In-N-Out burger worth it? Well, I don't know. I mean, I like burgers, but I'm not a burger connoisseur. Right. Uh, is a Spyderco worth it? Yeah. Um, you know, for what you pay and what you get back when you need that thing, uh, it, it's certainly worth it. And, and for knives, it becomes a part of people quite often. Um, they get, it gets passed down through generations. It's something with you all the time. Sometimes... People spend more time with their knife than their spouse, um, you know. And so, yeah, knives are, knives are a very personal thing to a lot of people. Uh, and, and it saves lives sometimes. Uh, and, and we take it all very seriously. Yeah. Well, I appreciate what you guys do, especially for the law enforcement community. I know we're going to talk offline here. We're going to find a way to make sure that we can get a Spyderco in the pocket of every law enforcement mm -hmm. officer uh, out there if we can. Um, and um, I just appreciate what you guys do for the industry as a whole. I know you've been a supporter of the law enforcement military space for a long time. So yeah, I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, I guess I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little plug, if you will. 100%. We make this beautiful line of thin blue line knives. Uh, all the 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 uh, profits from that go to the uh, Towers for Tunnels Foundation. Um, you know, and so you know, in a lot of ways, we're always trying to return to the community in some way. Uh, and law enforcement is, is very important to us, and so. I feel in one way or another, we're always actively doing something. Um, since 9-11, we've been uh, donating 50 knives to active uh, military personnel um, since 9-11. We've, we've donated, I think, it's just under a million dollars worth of knives since we started, and we still do it. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people choose what they're going to do with, with, with things. You know, do they give it to the church or the community? Uh, and, and oftentimes, we're trying to, to help help people with uh, in the community oftentimes law enforcement and, and firefighters we also make a thin red line 
knife that goes to the Wildfires uh, Foundation. And so we're always going to be rolling something to help our community out too. That's awesome. We're going we're gonna to make sure we get some links to everybody so that you can find a way to get these uh, Thin Blue Line knives. I think that's a phenomenal thing and it obviously goes to a great cause. So that's great. Yeah. Eric, thank you so much for taking the time, brother. I know SHOT Show is a crazy, hectic beast. Um, yeah. So I appreciate you taking the time and sitting down. Yeah, thanks me, for stopping by and appreciating what we do. Awesome, brother. Good thank enough. you. Thank you. Join the Islet Network now. Go to islet.network. That's I-L-E-T dot network.